Welcome back to OC Sports Talk. Myself, Casey, along with my co-host, Miami Marcus. A little bit different this week due to, uh, well, everything that's going on in the world. Uh, the old, Say it. The Tell old the coronavirus. Um, Tell the truth. Not me. I play, I'm a good boy and I wear my mask. All the yeah, time. Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, there's uh, some too close to call things. So uh, we are recording remotely today. And uh, so you'll, you'll hear... Uh, yeah, via satellite, no longer live in front of a studio audience, so you'll hear Miami Marcus a little bit differently tonight, but uh, we should be, hopefully, uh, once everything clears up, we'll be back at him and live in studio next week. But uh, other than that, how's it going, Marcus? Uh, for the most part, pretty good. Uh, I'm not in any uh, intense protocol right now, like most of the NFL uh, and yourself. And myself, yes. Once again, I follow the rules. Yes, they say wear a mask, and I say I'll wear two masks. Uh, they want me to wear two masks, I'll wear three. I treat masks like condoms. I just <laughs> use them very liberally. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, dude, literally almost – I thought we were going to have a pretty boring episode today because no sports news for like most of the week. I was like, oh, cool. We just get to go a game recap, and maybe we can talk about NBA draft. And then just all of a sudden just <laughs> all of it today just came out and hit. Yeah, it's been uh, it, literally we we have our our sheet that both of us fill out throughout the week, just adding headlines and whatnot to make sure we have stuff to talk about. And it was pretty empty until about what three o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> it just oh wow, we got a lot of stuff to talk about now. Yeah, so we do have a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack. Um, the the man across the. Well, not across the table from me. The man across the airwaves from me <laughs> is uh, now four and zero in our picks. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I, I counted it out. I thought I only had like nine picks that. You had eight, and I had seven this week. Oh, wow, we sucked. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of a rough week. Um, and then uh, uh, our, our friend Evan, who we'll have on a little bit later, will. Uh, well, he has. He is three and three, so he had we he had two picks again last week, and he had one correct and one wrong. The one that he had correct, we both had wrong, so we'll we'll he'll be able to hold Bad. that one above us. Motherfucker, don't even get me started on it. <laughs> and he, we're lucky we didn't count his dolphin pick once he picked the charges and oh yeah, I know you were you were you were pretty uh, heated about that one. Heated about it. I don't. I think he doesn't want to jinx the dolphins, but I think what he by not trying to jinx the dolphins, he is in fact jinxing, jinxing the dolphins. The dolphins. Sure, makes sense. Uh, yeah, so last week's games, uh, we'll do a quick recap of those. Obviously, we're recording on a Wednesday, releasing on a Thursday, so everybody's already kind of had their fill of those. But last week, Thursday night game, we had uh, Indianapolis against uh, Tennessee, and Indianapolis pulled off the upset. Um, Phil Rivers looked pretty decent. Uh, the All around, the um, Indianapolis team is... A lot better than they look, I think. Yeah, they uh, have a big surprise by me. I thought the Titans were going to come in there and relatively roll through, but uh, I think the Titans' defense is starting to show a lot of kinks in the armor. Yeah. I think they need to start batting down some hatches on that one. Yeah. Yeah, if they can't get the run established and start taking control of the clock, oh. I think that defense just gets worn down pretty good, and it seemed like Indianapolis was on the field for a lot of that. The offense, Indianapolis offense, was on the field for a lot of that game. But they they were running the ball pretty good, though. I'm thinking they just need to maybe, God, like, because Derrick Henry's still at 100 yards. 
in that game. No touchdowns, though. Um, I think they just need to like swap out some different running backs and have a, maybe a bit more with uh, Foreman and... Um, God, the other guy had a couple snaps in there. He had some DC runs in there. Uh, uh, Mc, McNick, McNichols. Oh, man, I could not think of his name. Uh, putting them in there maybe a bit more to help out. Not so much to like not get Derrick Henry the ball as much because you know that's one of the best running backs in the league. But so much so as that you can kind of keep defenses a bit off guard. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, they just gotta. I mean, when you have when everybody knows what's coming, you're not gonna play the Packers every week where you know that the run's coming and they're still gonna beat you with it anyways. You know, teams are gonna be able to shut it down a little bit, and if you're a one track offense, that's you know, that yeah, won't cut so it these days. No, because then they'll just like start low, stacking the box. Yeah. Tannehill, it was a chance for him to show what he's got, and I think he kind of fell flat on that one. A little bit, but Indianapolis uh, has a pretty, a they have a really good defense, though, so we'll give them a little bit of credit in that sense. God, they don't have a Miami defense, I don't know. That. Um, uh, I just think Tannehill starting to show once again, he's kind of a, he's a check down monster. Yeah, a little bit, but he does have a couple of deep threats. AJ Brown's got some deep ball skills for sure. Um, Didn't show it it that game. On to the Sunday games: Houston seven, Cleveland ten. Cleveland uh, ran the ran the ball pretty well that game. Nick Chubb with that run at the end of the game, stepping out at the one yard line, much to the uh, heartbreak of anybody who took uh, Cleveland at plus or minus four on that. So. Oh yeah, heartbreaker. So, uh, but other than that, Cleveland's also kind of showing that they're a pretty one-track offense with the run game, um, and Houston doesn't have much of a defense, so they yeah, you, but, you feel like they should have been able to put up a few more points than that. One head, you know, but that one-headed monster with that game, fucking Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's still that's, pretty a pretty, that's a pretty that's a pretty decent. Two hundred yards between that. those guys. That was an yeah. amazing game by them. Yeah. Yeah, controlled the clock most of the time, so that's always a big factor. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of if you control the clock, chances are you're gonna win the game. And, uh, uh, I'm a, I am always more of a proponent of uh, if you score more points than the other team, you win the game. Well, yeah, obviously that's the first part of it, but when you if you're able to control the clock and keep your offense on the field, keep your defense rested, that's always a good thing. Uh, Washington twenty-seven, Detroit thirty. Uh, Matt Prater with a 59-yarder to win the game. The ageless wonder. The ageless wonder. Uh, I was upset about that once, but because I was hoping for Alex Smith, you know, coming back from the injury. Yep. And uh, like I said last week, is uh, there are no happy endings in the NFL. Nope. No one, I mean, other than Jared Allen, but that's just because that was kind of a joke. But no one gets to ride off into the sunset in the NFL. Yep. There is no Shane Falco coming in to help win the, the championship <laughs> game. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. Right. And that's sad. But I think Alex Smith still has, like, he's proven that dude can put up some points. He's good. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's got good, uh, yards out there. he's got good, he's got good receivers, good young receivers. Him and Terry McLaren have a good connection that Antonio Gibson's going to be a good running back. I think I talked about that a little bit last week, so... Uh, Washington's getting there. Uh, it's going to take them a little bit, obviously, this year. They, I mean, they're still in the hunt for the a, uh, NFC East, so. Yeah, that defense needs to shape up a little bit for them. 
Yeah. But they're and they're really young I, too, though. Except for Alex Smith, he's a bit old. But well, um, the, the defense I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, Alex Smith has been in the league since 2005. Uh, but to me, when it comes to sports, to me, like young, I, I whenever people say, "Well, they're a young team," I just say that just means they're unproven. Well, yeah, that and I, I think that doesn't mean they're good. It doesn't mean they're bad. Young just means that you have people that aren't veterans on your team, and that doesn't necessarily yeah. And I think that last year. I think that sums up the Washington defense pretty good. Um, Jacksonville, Green Bay, Jacksonville twenty, Green Bay twenty four. Um, I close think game. close um, game. Jacksonville stuck around. I, I'm gonna give credit to the Packers defense. They played a lot better. The points that they did give up, they were on a punt return, and then two very short fields, um, off of turnovers. So. It's not necessary. Right. I won't. I won't give it all to or get, throw all the blame on them for um, allowing Jacksonville to stick into it. And then, uh, you know, later on in the game, they did come through and put the put the game away for the offense, who was having a pretty off day. I I didn't think it was too terrible. Rodgers still put up a good amount of yards. Jones yeah. and um, Williams were okay. Yeah, they, they didn't really establish the run very well. Uh. I don't know, just I feel like Rodgers could have targeted uh, Adams a bit more in the game. He did have eight receptions, but yeah, I don't know. I just they didn't feel like they were in sync like they were in the last couple weeks, maybe. No, it, they, they picked up on that. Yeah, the, be- the best, they came out pretty flat. I don't think they were expecting Jacksonville to come out and be as physical as they were. Um, and Jacksonville came out and kind of, you know, I think they, they gave him a three and out that first drive. And uh, up until that point, the Packers had scored on every single first drive of the season. So. Um, that kind of took the wind out of the sails a little bit, and um, I think, yeah. you know, they just took them a little while to get back into it and get find the rhythm. And they, you know, you could probably argue that they never really found the rhythm the entire game, but still a win, uh, seven and two on the season. Uh, and I think thanks to the Vikings on Monday night, we have a three-game lead in the NFC North now. So, yeah, I mean, no one was going to doubt the Packers winning the division. Yeah, it's true. Well, the Bears were kind of sticking in there, but then when people realized that their offense was terrible, that kind of went away pretty quickly. Um, and then well, what happened is defenses actually got basically their preseason in, and they were just like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's how you play football. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Philadelphia 17, the New York football Giants 27. I think this was one I got wrong because the Giants it is one that you got wrong last time. It is one that you the got wrong. I got this they, one right. They didn't come through for me last time because I was like, I was like, nah, you know, I can't trust the Giants twice because they let them down. Um, cause apparently because Evan Ingram can get a couple catches in this game, but he can't make a big one to save a drive in the game to break. To break. that that was actually the start of the Thursday night curse for me. I still have the Thursday night. Yeah, I think we we both have the Thursday night curse as of right now. Yeah, Daniel Jones uh, was a monster out there. He all yeah, the old turf monster. The turf monster. No turf monster no more. He got a touchdown in this game. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay with a very nice win over Carolina, 46-23. to It was pretty close. I think it was tied up at 17-17. It seemed like it was going to be more of a shootout, but then uh, Tampa Bay's defense kind of changed things up a little bit and 
really uh, kind of put the game away for Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay's offense just kept moving, and Carolina's defense didn't have any answers for him. Yeah, it's Carolina without uh, Chris McCaffrey and his just yeah. DOA. They're down yep. rival. I think, did Teddy play this week, or he might be out this next weekend? I'm not sure. Um, so that, you know, they're they're kind of hurting right now. The injury bug's definitely running around the NFL, probably as rampant as COVID, as rampant as COVID uh, is. I was watching that Teddy did play. Yeah. And I had three touchdowns in the game, but. Yeah. He's quietly having a pretty decent season himself, but the, oh, the team around here. him is uh, not quite there yet. Uh, Denver 12, the Las Vegas Raiders 37. This is one that you had right and I had wrong. Vegas is proven that uh, they're going to be, I, I mean, they're a playoff team at this point. They probably got one of the AFC wildcard spots. Well, let's spots. see. They got like another. They lost another like six guys to COVID, I think. So let's see what happens. Yeah, that's true. But they're you know they they're just all around pretty good. Their car is playing well. They have a great running back, and uh, I mean Denver is not exactly the best, backs. but yeah, Denver is not exactly the best uh, example to play against. But you know that division is another. I think we talked about it again last week. That division always plays each other pretty tough, anyways. That AFC West. Yeah, well, not this so, week. Yeah, not this week. Uh, so I it did, wasn't. I even, uh, gave, I even gave Drew Locke the the. I think he's gonna do good things in Denver, and then he comes out and throws four picks in that game. I was like, God, yeah. Damn, yeah. dude. The the old uh, Miami Marcus curse. Why is uh oh no because it hasn't worked for two of us that's not a curse yet it's yet. just Thursday night curse is the only one that's proven what is up with uh Philip Lindsay why are they not I'm not like, sure well, like am I missing something I'm not sure I, I I I couldn't answer that but um yeah I definitely have noticed that as well didn't they draft a running or no they brought in Gordon didn't they they have Melvin Gordon yeah I think that's probably part of it but it doesn't well, seem Phil like they're Lindsay just really running the monster form. Year. I thought so too. Last years. Yeah, he, last year I think they played the Packers and he ran all over the Packers in their game last year. I think he had close to 150 yards. Maybe it should be a team that tries to establish the run first. I'm promising a lot of teams that you establish the run first. It's been working really well for him this year. Yeah, this year especially. Yeah, and and I think that comes down. To, you know, play action passes seem to be. Um, the way to go this year, and then also it comes down to controlling the clock. If you're running the ball, you're running time off the clock, you're keeping their defense on the field, keeping them tired. It seems to be like that's the the trick. And teams with time of possession and that are winning on the on the trenches are the ones that are coming out on top. Uh, the game that you're excited to talk about, the L.A. Chargers 21 against the Miami Dolphins 29. And that's just another guy on the list of two out of knockdown on rookies. Boom, Herbert's down. You're next, Burrow. I believe that game's in two weeks. Yep. And it's just great to us just coming through, proving all the haters wrong. Everybody, oh, I got all these great rookies coming in this year, and then two on his first game, and then just dogging on him, talking about how great Herbert did in his first game. That was a loss, by the way. Yep. His first game, 201, his first game, you know. Wins, wins are kind of an important thing in the NFL. I don't know, but I do. Uh, I'm mad for the Dolphins coming out looking like a monster. Um, it'd be nice to finally get a running back to run for 100 yards in a game. He was 15 yards short. Um, got a touchdown in the game. He's looking pretty good. So if the Dolphins get a run game in, complete team, fucking 
march right on to the Super Bowl, I'm thinking. Yeah. Tua didn't put up crazy amount of yards, only about, fuck, less than 200 from what I know. Uh, he had a couple touchdowns, though. He had one to uh, Hakeem, or sorry, Jakeem Grant, and then he had another one to Gasecki Jr., uh, the littler guy, Durham Smith. Yep. So that was a good game to watch. Well, for me, it was. It, yeah. uh, just coming through. It's just Dolphins, our defense is playing good. We had another big defensive play in that one. Xavier Howard getting another interception. He, dude is a monster this year. Uh, I don't, I'd have to kind of look at the whole stats for DPOY, but that dude should definitely be in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, and in my personal opinion, I think he's got, God, maybe seven interceptions on the year right now. Yeah. Five or six. Wow, that's, that's more than the Packers have as a he's team. Doing, he's just doing great this year. Nice. That's awesome. I'm um, happy. Dude is arguably one of our best players on our team. Yeah, I mean, Miami definitely, they got a pretty tough schedule the rest of the year, so they're not going to, I mean, they're, they're pretty close to getting one of those wild card spots locked up and potentially even their division locked up. So, you know, they're going to come into the playoffs having played some tough teams and having been tested pretty good. So that's definitely, if I'm on the AFC side of things, that's a team I don't want to see in the playoffs. I know uh, our last four weeks are going to, like these next three weeks, I'm not too worried about. It's the Broncos, Jets, Bengals. So that like should, you know, there's there's no should be's in the but those are three games that with how we've been playing we can win yep and then finish off the year uh chiefs patriots raiders and bills so it's kind of like that's going to be our true test to show right. how, what we can do in and all we can, all four of those teams minus i guess three out of those four teams are teams that you would see in the playoffs again patriots still fighting for life they still they're uh, clawing their way I, they're not dead yet yeah well well, okay. Well, they're they they're on, they're on life support at least. They are four and five. They are not. Oh yeah, this isn't the uh, this isn't the NFC where well, I guess I should. Yeah, this isn't the NFC where you can get three wins and fucking get to the playoffs. That's true. Um, <laughs> Buffalo thirty, Arizona thirty-two. Arizona with the hail mary to win the game. That was amazing. Um, I lo- I love everything about it. Deion, the Cardinals showing why you take someone like DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of balls. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's with Murray. They're doing beautiful things together. Yep. Josh Allen, not the best game in the world. Uh, he did throw a couple picks in there, but they were in it for the most part, and then just Cardinals at the end just came through. Hail Mary pass, touchdown. Yeah, a great game. Very fun game to watch. Um. um Murray getting quite a bit done with his legs as well. Oh yeah, that's yeah. When he takes off, it, it like does the way that he can, his field of vision and where he how he sees things as he's, um, hitting the holes and whatnot is just absolutely crazy, and it's just kind of like he's got such short legs. Like it's kind of funny watching him run too. Like he's so much faster than he looks. And uh, he's good. I like him. I yeah. definitely an MVP candidate. Um, especially since Russell's starting to kind of stumble a bit. Oh yeah, definitely. After this week, um, we'll like I said, I think last week I did my MVP power rankings. I'll definitely be bringing those back. Probably, 
when when did I say I would bring him back? In the middle of December or so. Weeks, weeks about, yeah, week fifteen, years, week fifteen, week sixteen is probably when I'll revisit them, and definitely and Kyler Murray is going to be climbing those if he. Save it for week sixteen. Yeah. Um, Seattle sixteen, L.A. twenty-three. Uh, Rams defense showed up to play. Yeah. Um, weren't there for you know obviously Russell Wilson throws two interceptions. Yeah. Uh, didn't throw for any touchdowns. Uh, two attempts below, by the way a touchdown against that defense and uh, the Dolphins won that game Yep. just kind of like put into perspective of how great the Dolphins are <laughs> um, uh, Dolphins have beaten three out of the four we did lose to the Seahawks I'll give us that that was week three though so this is before a monster defense came online but uh, no the Rams I'm giving them all the credit in the world the Rams defense they fucked. They made Ramsey, Russell Wilson look human. Ramsey absolutely shut down Metcalf. I think he had like forty-two yards or something like that. Two yeah. receptions. Or, where's and, all that? Where's all that? Red Rose Cook. Where's yeah. all that now? So uh, and you know, LA doesn't have much of an offense, um, but Seattle's defense just didn't really put up much of an effort, at least in what I could tell, because the Rams' offense isn't anything spectacular right now. But, uh, yeah, Seattle's got some – if I'm Seattle, I'm pretty concerned because, you know, L.A.'s – again, that's a team that you will see down the road. You know, Seattle's probably a playoff team. L.A. potentially a playoff team. That's a team that you're going to see down the road, and you're going to – I think they see them at least one more time even this year. Was that the second time they played this year? I don't even know. Um, So they're going to – you know, they have to figure it out, especially – when the offense has an off day like they did, uh, the defense has to be able to step up there. And right now, Seattle's defense is not going to be able to do that. Uh, San Francisco, 13, New Orleans, 27. San Francisco is dead in the water. Like, it's, we talked about this last week. Everybody's, not that Nick Mullins is bad. It's just, dude, everybody on your team's hurt. There's yep. nothing you can do about it. There's, everybody on your team is on IR. Yeah. So, like I said, just... Pretty much just call it in for this year. He, I, I still had him as a great chance of winning it, the division, but yeah. the old injury monster, the football gods are merciless and they demand blood. And yep. I guess they demanded a lot of blood from the Niners this year. Uh, Drew Brees got hurt in the game though, so that's going to be interesting. He fractured did. ribs um, and a collapsed lung, and they actually confirmed they had a second opinion and they confirmed it and. Expecting extended period of time miss potentially the rest of the season. Yeah, I was when I heard because uh, like a lot of people would be like, "Oh no, he'll be fine. It's just a collapsed lung." And I was like, "Well, that's still fractured ribs, so it's I've had bruised ribs, and they fucking suck to live with." Yep. So my mentality with the Saints is you're seven and two right now, and looking at it divisionally wise. You're, you have to fight off the Buccaneers, but you still all you have to do is win three games during the playoffs, no matter what. Especially in the weak ass NFC. So basically, I think JMO can win you three, four games. So they're they're in the driver's seat. They'll be fine. You've already had to play the Bucks twice, and you beat them twice. So if you tie with them, I'm pretty sure you still get the uh, you get the head to head on that one. So you'll get the you'll get the division before them 
And there's still some controversy, people saying whether or not it's going to be Winston or Hill. It's going to be Winston starting. I don't care what people yeah, say. Yeah, I think so too. Hill does way too many things to not be your starting quarterback on top of it. Because if he gets hurt, that hurts your special teams. Yeah. And your, all your trick plays you they'll, run. They'll so. probably run some more of like uh, Wildcat type stuff, I think, with Hill um, and without Breeze being there. But yeah, Winston. Winston's the guy, and uh, he'll, be, he'll be out. He'll be out there eating W's. Doesn't matter. He's just gonna eat some yeah, W's, and I, and... and I hope he does because I think it'll be a good bounce back for him. Because if say Breeze retires after this year, like if this, you know, if like say this injury is one where he kind of looks at it being like, fuck, okay, maybe I'm, maybe it's time to hang it up. Mm-hmm. Now with the Saints, if Winston Winston starts winning games, he'd be like. Put pieces around this guy. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, better than going into yeah, the under. You know like, what? Oh, takes a quarterback we have no clue on. Thirty for thirty is a lot better than. I don't even know what it's better than, but it, it's still entertaining, and you're still getting thirty touchdowns out of the guy. I can try and look at uh, Sam Darnold's stats, but he got he hasn't played in three weeks, so right. Um, Cincinnati won't. 10, yeah. Pittsburgh 36. Pittsburgh, I mean, you played Cincinnati, so I'm, I'm not going to talk too much on this one. Pittsburgh showed up, played their game, did what they were expected to do. Cincinnati, you were playing probably the best team in the AFC besides the Chiefs, and yeah, I know. It, it is I what it is. Have, I still have this team. This is my number one. I got to I gotta respect record above anything else. Yeah. You can argue easy schedule or not, but Guess what? The easy schedule doesn't care about that first week by. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue easy schedule because the Chiefs play the uh, Denver and the Chargers, so it's a, kind of the same thing as uh, Pittsburgh playing um, Cleveland and uh, Baltimore or Cleveland Tra- and Cleveland. Uh, Cincinnati. So. Uh, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh. No, you know, looking good. good. We we talked about a bit it a few Connor times. In that game. Yeah, I think they aired it out a bit too much. Connor's on my fantasy team, so I was hoping they'd show a little <laughs> bit more love to him. But yeah, it is but how it is. Can't people complain. after after this game, people were wondering if uh, they were going to start throwing Big Ben in the MVP conversation. We'll see. Uh, he's probably got the old uh, uh, comeback player of the year as of right now is probably his to lose. As much as we love Alex Smith. You still gotta give it to Smith. Like I understand with Ben Roethlisberger, uh, did bounce back real good, but uh, Ben didn't have to bounce back from what Alex Smith had to. Yeah. And maybe I guess you can't, because it's comeback player of the year. What they look at what you did last year. Um, I don't really know, like what, what specifically goes say- into it. Because Ben did play a little bit last year, got hurt, was out, whereas Alex Smith did not play last year because that is the fuck the medical staff fucked his leg. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I think Smith will win a couple games with that. I think he, I still have Washington winning that division. It's not over yet. It's only week ten, well, week eleven now. Baltimore and New England played Sunday night. Baltimore seventeen, at New England twenty-three. So New England came out with the upset there and. Ended up winning bad weather conditions in the game. Cam Newton managed to get it done for him. 
Um, True. And uh, Baltimore. Didn't run that much. Yeah, Baltimore kind of showed, like, I mean, New England showed you what you got to do to beat Baltimore. You know, that. Well, you know, I mean, oh, there's been a couple other teams that have done it too. Yeah. Uh, I just think Lamar Jackson was talking earlier about how he feels like teams are able to read their offense. Yeah. Like at the line of scrimmage. And I was just like, fuck. And that's on your, that's on your coordinator. He's got to change it up. Yep. Patrick Queen can only do so much. Throw in some motion, that kind of stuff. Get things, get the defense moving around, get them off, off center just a little bit and make things happen. Um, Monday night game, Minnesota 19, Chicago 13. Chicago has absolutely no, uh, offense whatsoever. Uh, Big credit. To Kirk Cousins breaking Kirk, his Monday night curse. He broke the Monday night curse. I can, break, I can break my Thursday night curse. Yep. He is one and nine now in Monday night a, games. He actually played pretty good. He had a couple of really nice throws. Um, both the uh, touchdowns to Adam Thielen, and then uh, they were able to put the game away toward, at the end. There, he had a nice pass to Kyle Rudolph and put the game Just away. Had a nice pass to Khalil Mack. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It, it, he he won the game for him, and um, it doesn't matter how many turnovers you give Chicago, their offense isn't going to be able to do anything with them anyways. Just uh, lack of run game. Yeah, I think Montgomery was out. They're running back. They don't really have the greatest of offensive lines, and you know their wide receivers won out of there because it's Chicago, so they're just all sorts of a mess. We had uh, fucking... Patterson running most of your runs back there. Yeah. Good guy. Wide receiver back there. Yep. I think Come he on. he had a he returned a kick though, I believe, didn't he? Was a kicker Yes, a punch. he did. I think so. he's tied with the record now. Look at that. Um, so that was good for him, but like I said, you know, it's, you got to be able to run the football. A lot of teams have proved it. This year, running is still an option you need to do. Um Same with last week with uh Buccaneers. Yep. If you don't run the football, you're not going to win the game. Mm-hmm. So that that is the Week Ten roundup. Uh, Marcus pulled away with the victory. He's now four and zero in our picks, and uh, Evan is still sitting at three and three. Though. We still have a few weeks left, so there's still a chance for me. I think you got to win what two more in a row, and then I'm basically screwed. I believe so. We'll so, see if I can get the clean so sweep gotta, on you. Yeah, so I gotta, I gotta step it up here. I'm worried um, because our Thursday night picks had to get. I think Evans beat us. I believe he is because yes, he is beating us because he got Thursday night pick right this last week and neither of us did. So yeah, yeah we're gonna have to figure it out. You, we gotta, we gotta step it up over four. here too. All right. Hey, what do you so, want? I, just, I give you a free Thursday night game every week. <laughs> so on to some headlines. Uh, I'll throw in some football headlines, and then I do have a few non-football ones. We are uh, recording on Wednesday night, which is the uh, NBA draft as well. Um, and as of right now, it looks like the Timberwolves did keep the number one overall pick, and it uh, looks like they drafted that Edwards out of Georgia. Yeah. Uh, just a full update on it right now. I mean, it's, no one's going to get this till tomorrow. Nobody cares. But just to give you an update on what's all it's. Uh, Wolves took Edwards. Warriors took Wiseman. And uh, 
ball went to the Hornets, so pretty much where everyone was expecting it to go. Yep. Nothing changed. Um, Anthony Edwards, uh, I wish you the best, but uh, I'm already going to tell you right now, son, your career is dead until you get out of Minnesota. I can't believe they didn't trade that pick away. I'm impressed they didn't take LaMelo Ball. I thought they were going to. Oh, I, I wanted him to so bad just so we could have that circus so close to us. That'd be fun. That would be fun. That would Something be so much fun. Uh, also, rumors of Hayward getting dumped. Yes, I did see that. Um, as of right now, they're staying put. I saw that headline. Uh, we can keep going with some NBA stuff. So uh, see, the new season officially started here this last week, or at least like the off season. Um, so yeah. players are starting to get traded and move around before the draft. Uh, the Bucks, so our close team besides the Timberwolves, uh, made some pretty big moves. Uh, they traded uh, a few guys to the Kings. Uh, I can't even pronounce the last name. It's Devin Sinzo, I believe. Sinzo, Devin Sinzo. Um, and a couple other guys for uh, Brogdon Bogdanovic. So, Donovic, Donovic. They were. I He's thought a, when that's they said, a good player. Uh, when they said that they were going to try and build around, they're going to spend money to build around. Um, Giannis, I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, because we we we've heard that from Milwaukee before. They're they're definitely going all in here, um, and then and that especially was true with this next trade that they pulled off with the New Orleans Pelicans. They traded Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, the twenty twenty first round pick, which was number twenty four. They did actually trade in to get another second round pick into the draft tonight. Um, the their two thousand and twenty four first round swap rights, two thousand and twenty five first round pick, and it's an unprotected pick. And that 2026 first-round swap rights and 2027 first-round pick unprotected there as well. And uh, also, uh, and then they traded to the Bucks, uh, Holiday, Jeru Holiday, and the second-round pick tonight. So a uh, couple of pretty decent players. Justin James coming from the uh, Sacramento Kings as well. Uh, so a couple of pretty decent players coming in. Uh, pretty excited about that. Should be interesting. It seems like they're kind of trying to do the go all in thing here. I know a lot of people were kind of sad to see uh, Eric Bledsoe go, but yeah, as I say, it sucks. Bledsoe was good. A lot of people left him around here. Yep. All right. Other moves around the NBA. Uh, getting close to the draft tonight. Uh, the Phoenix Suns got Chris Paul from uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and included in that trade sent to the Oklahoma City is uh, Ricky Rubio. And then a 2022 first-round pick. Hmm. Um, the Knicks uh, were sending some things around, and they ended up with two first-round picks tonight. So they got the number eight pick in the draft, and then they also traded to the Jazz to get their number 23 pick. Um, and then the Jazz have the number 27 and a second-round pick tonight as well. So uh, the Knicks were able to trade up, so they got two picks in the first round. And then um, news out of Houston, both Russell Westbrook and James Harden want out of Houston. Yeah, the uh, that experiment didn't last too long. Nope, it did not. So I imagine Harden's probably going to be jumping ship back to, or jumping ship to Brooklyn. Yeah, I think so. And Westbrook, uh, maybe, could potentially be playing in Milwaukee if Milwaukee wants to make a move. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
point guard? Who's Milwaukee got as a point guard right now? I I couldn't tell you. That's you're the, supposed to be the Wisconsin guy. Come on, dude. Yeah, I know. I I actually don't follow. I, even, I don't follow the NFL or not the NFL the NBA well, as much you, until we get closer. Anymore. Yeah, I know that. So and I know that. Uh, I don't know. It takes me. It takes like a little bit into the season before I start to follow it. And the only reason that I'm following it now is because the draft's happening in November, where it usually happens in the summertime. So that's kind of the only reason that I'm remotely on on task as to what's happening. Um, so would uh, Holiday then be there, point guard? I don't think he's a point guard. Yeah, you're you're asking the wrong guy. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Come on, man. You're um, supposed to be a Wisconsin sports guy. I am a Wisconsin sports guy. I just can't can't get into basketball quite yet. It's football season. Right. Uh, I, think Drew, I think Drew plays both of them. So I think yeah. he plays point and shooting guard. So, I mean, if you trade for West, I'm dump, just dump everything you can for Westbrook, too, on top of that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the only way you're going to be able to beat L.A. or even potentially Miami if they can keep this going too is you also need a super team yeah yeah we'll see we'll see what happens um nba season starts on the 22nd i believe so the 22nd of december and they should have started with the christmas game that would have been nice yeah i think that would have been really cool with all the fans in the stands too no it's not yeah yeah not probably not gonna happen this year um last non-football related note uh robinson cano has been banned for the upcoming MLB season for the use of performance-enhancing drugs. Cannabis. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're talking about. Yeah. So uh, Robinson Cano, I think he played for the Yankees and then jumped over to the Mets, Mets. or something like that. So Mets were yeah, uh, finally coming now. around this year, and or yeah, this last oh. season they finally came around a little bit and. Weren't a complete disappointment, and now they're losing Cano, which, I mean, he's kind of old now anyways, so it's not that big of a deal, but still, solid yeah. solid bat that you want to keep in the lineup, and now you don't have the Mets ownership. Knowing the Mets' ownership, they won't try and sign anyone. They have, they have a new owner, Marcus. They do? Yeah, the Wilpons are no longer the owners of the Mets. Uh, they oh sold to, um, I forget what the name of the guy is, but he's a trust fund billionaire, wow. and he's actually now the richest owner in the in Major League Baseball. Whoa, I missed that news. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, lot of excitement hey, from the dude. from the Mets side of things, and then they get hit with this, Frank, which is. I mean, it kind of sucks, but I mean, if your owner is willing to spend money, then you can kind of just replace him. No. Yeah, I think he's like a lifelong Mets fan too, so he's definitely gonna have that hunger to win more than, hopefully, more than the drive for the bottom dollar. So. A, a second competitive team in New York that's going to be buying all of the free agents. And also good for the Mets fans. Frank the Tank's been looking for some happiness, and he's getting it with the Dolphins, and I hope Frank the Tank also gets it with the Mets. We there like that go. guy here. That's right. Uh, some MB, or NFL, I keep messing that up. Uh, NFL-related headlines. So we had already mentioned that Drew Brees uh, had confirmed today that he does have fractured ribs and a collapsed lung. Uh, might be out for the season. Uh, DeAndre Baker signed with the Chiefs after his charges were dropped. Yeah, interesting uh, story behind that. Did you hear why his charges got dropped? No, I did not. Apparently, 
the guy that uh, you know how he was alleged uh, his allegations were. Uh, how he was alleged for, I believe it was stealing, wasn't it? Or was it a dice game? No, it was gunpoint. Yeah. Taking jewelry at gunpoint. That's oh, what it sure, was. yep. In yep. a dice game. Because uh, one of the Seattle players got pinched for that, too. Yep, now, now, uh, now I remember. Yeah, apparently the guy who was stealing the money from his lawyer did some super shady shit. And uh, yeah. so they just basically dropped all the charges there for him. Well, there you go. Yeah, and apparently also the, the witnesses became uncredible and uncooperative. So, drop the charges, and he's going to play for the Saints. So let's see if he's worth that first-round talent. Chiefs, you mean? Yeah, the Chiefs. Did I say the Saints? Yes. That was my fault. No worries. Uh, headline on here that I actually didn't see. You threw this one on here. The NFL is going to host the Pro Bowl in Madden. Oh, Jesus. What a f- And literally what I put in quotations after that was, what a fucking shit show. Yeah, the great what thing is, is this? this? One, nobody watches, like, nobody watches the Pro Bowl fucking anyways. And two is like, so now you're going to stroke EA's dick about, oh, we got the Pro Bowl and Madden. I was like, yeah, he bragged about it. He brought that back last year when he had it in games like, oh, I don't know, Madden 04, Madden 05, Madden 06, Madden 07, Madden 08. <laughs> so it's a fucking feature you had in the game oh, 12 years ago. And now on top of it, now people will be able to watch Madden and watch how glitchy and fucking animation heavy your game is and it plays nothing like real fucking football. I'm I genuinely, I genuinely want them to have real fucking people, like real pros play the, like not real pros, real like, M- like MLG players play the fucking game so that people can just see, oh man, these guys only run like the same three plays because the ant, like the game is so glitched up, they can't even like predict what's going on. Yep. Um... Fucking dumb. Uh, really fun story that came out today. I guess probably not fun for any New York Giants fans, but uh, the New York Giants fired their offensive line coach, Mark Colombo, because he had an altercation with Joe Judge, their head coach. Um, and it was originally reported that it was a fist fight between the two of them. And one of the reports came out and said that Colombo had won the fight and then Judge fired him right afterwards. But now... Um, it's coming out that it was just a verbal altercation. Some intense words were shared, and then uh, Colombo was let go. He uh, Colombo was upset because Judge wanted to bring in uh, a consultant to help work with the offensive line, and uh, it was apparently one of Joe Judge's guys. And Joe Judge doesn't really know too much on about the offensive line. Um, so he was going to bring in one of his guys to help get him a little bit more control over the offensive line. And uh, Colombo felt like he was being undermined, uh, being replaced, all that stuff. So he wasn't very happy about it and voiced his opinion to Joe Judge and resulted in him losing his job. Odd about how you want to bring a consultant in when the guy played the NFL for, what, eight years? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he played most of it was with the uh, the Cowboys. Sure. Uh, cause I, just one of those weird Madden things I remember in like Madden 06, he was there and he was pretty high rated there. Um, and he played for the Dolphins for one year, 2011. Um, no, I, I just thought it was weird how, uh, yeah, just an, an odd situation. Yeah. I mean, it's the only time you ever really remember. I don't think it's going to be a big hit against the. The Giants, because in all honesty, um, the only time you ever remember an O line coach is when. They're famous for doing something else, like Tom Cable when he punched some dude. So, you know, it's the same situation. 
Yep. I I would imagine Joe Judge was probably going to lose that fight no matter what. Oh yeah, for sure. That dude is dude. He was going against his fuck uh, six 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 seven. He's a big dude, Mark yeah. Colombo. Yep. He's mean. Um. All NFL teams as of today are in the intensive COVID-19 protocols and they will remain in the intensive uh, COVID-19 protocols for the rest of the season uh, as a result because something like 50 new players this week and last week so 50 different players both weeks test tested positive um, and that was it was something like 50 players I didn't get the exact number on that in the headline that I read um, and then 28 teams so far this season, have been already in the intensive protocol at some point. 16 of those teams had been there on multiple occasions. So COVID is running rampant in the NFL, and they're hoping to cut that down, and all teams are now in the intensive protocols and will be there for the rest of the season. Sure, the Raiders have been there a couple times this year. Yep, I think the Packers were there once. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Well, We'll see. We'll see if we. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We'll see what happens come this spring. Hopefully, the vaccine gets to us sooner rather than later. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to be out this Sunday, most likely. Hopefully, that vaccine doesn't turn us all into I am Legend monsters. That's true. Or hopefully, it does. You know what, man? Mankind, we have what twenty thousand years. Good (laughs) run. Maybe it's time to call it quits. You know what? And (laughs) some of us are prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Others are not. I know I am. (laughs) Uh, Christian McCaffrey McCaffrey out on Sunday. So uh, if you're betting, don't probably bet on Carolina. Uh, And Matt Stafford has also been listed as day-to-day. He injured his thumb in the game on Uh, Sunday, which, I mean, shocker. Is is Matt Stafford ever not on the injury report at some point? If Stafford is out, then put money on the uh, Panthers. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting note, yeah. and that's but our. No. F- Go ahead. Day to day just means he's gonna play, but they like to. But it's because it's day to day, and it's uh, one of the Bill Belichick prodigies. He's gonna try and pull the old the mind games yep. that the media loves. Um, that is our headlines of the week. Uh, we'll move on to power rankings. Power rankings okay. are a rankings set aside by myself every single week. They're based purely upon my opinion, and uh, they will vary back and forth between sports and non-sports related topics. Last week, we revisited, for the first time, we revisited a power ranking, which was the MVP power rankings, which we will revisit at some point again this year. Uh, And this week, we are going to be power ranking Thanksgiving foods. So You keep uh, keep saying ours, even though they're they're always your list. I yet to have a power ranking. We'll do. You'll you get the power ranking next week. Next week. How's that sound? No, no, it's your segment. That's fine. No, I, I like <laughs> sitting at the back. I like nitpicking it. It makes me yeah. feel better. But you'll you'll probably have a few things to say about this one. Um. So on Monday we usually record our my other podcast, occasionally coherent. The one. So this podcast is occasionally coherent sports talk. Um. And we unfortunately were not able to save the audio. It ended up getting lost. Um, and one of the things that we talk, we do on that show is we do tier lists and, uh, we had done a tier list on Thanksgiving foods. We posted them to our Facebook and Twitter page. Make sure you check those out. Facebook.com slash occasionally coherent and at coherent pod on Twitter. 
And uh, since we didn't really get to talk about him or you didn't get to hear us talk about him, I'm deciding that I'm going to power rank the best Thanksgiving foods. So this is also pretty similar to my tier list rankings, a couple of changes based on uh, the overall power level of this specific food. So as always, we start with number one. Uh, I think my number one probably is going to surprise a few people. And my number one is gravy. So gravy makes all the food around it better. Anybody, anyone who elevates the play of others is considered to be great. So gravy gets to be in that boat. Uh, gravy can make a bad vegetable good. It can make dry meat tolerable. And uh, basically, if you're having a nice plate of Thanksgiving food, you're covering the whole thing with gravy. So gravy gets the number one spot. Uh, pumpkin pie, number two. Uh, you can't have Thanksgiving without pumpkin pie being present. I didn't know such an ugly fruit or vegetable. I don't know if what pumpkin is actually considered. Uh, I could make such a delicious dessert, but uh, I'm okay with it. Do you know if it's a veggie or fruit? I have no idea. I believe it is. It's a type of squash, isn't it? So that would make it a... Um, that would make it a vegetable, wouldn't it, if it's a type of squash? We'll go with it. We'll roll with it. Sounds good to me. Yeah, so this big, ugly, orange-looking thing with nasty vine coming out of it can make a delicious pie that is probably it's probably close to number one on my pie tier list, too. So, Squash is fruits. I remember that. I had an ex once that she liked making squash. Ah, there you go. Squash is okay. It's grown on me. I used to not like it as a kid, but it's growing on me now. Uh, it not actually terrible. growing on me. It's like the taste is growing on me. I'm not going it was, to uh, no, I hate it. I hate everything about it, but uh, she was really pretty. She was a <laughs> mediocre cook, so I, I tried everything I could to make her happy. <laughs> ah, we got, so, we got to make sacrifices somewhere. We, uh, you know, in all honesty, it's, it's, I don't, I, I do everything I can to not lie. I hate lying. Uh, as I've told people, to lie is a, uh, or to, to, to do things like, murder and all these other horrible things that's a sin against god but to lie is a sin against yourself so i don't like it but if it makes someone happy sometimes a little white lies there you go number three on the power ranking is turkey similar to pumpkin pie you really can't have thanksgiving without it uh it comes in clutch for sandwiches the day after, which is why it gets a high ranking because day after turkey sandwiches or even like that night if you have like an early Thanksgiving dinner, like that's that's pretty killer. And then, you know, you have that one, two, three combo of turkey, mashed potatoes, and gravy, unstoppable. So uh, turkey, number three. Number four, I have a combo here because I rank them together. Other people like to separate them. We have cranberries and then the cranberry sauce um, um eh, eh, yes <laughs> has that joke been done before probably um so although they oh, are two different oh. items i lump them together because i can and it's my power ranking uh it's another thanksgiving staple and it's not really as versatile as others on the list because it's just you know cranberries you don't really eat. like how often do you hear people have eaten the cranberry sauce on any day other than thanksgiving so cranberries number four just because of its uh Thanksgiving prowess. Uh, number five is mashed potatoes. Uh, you need something that's going to bring your plate together, and the warm, uh, buttery mashed potatoes will do just that. Uh, if you get a fork that has a little bit of stuffing, a little bit of gravy, and some turkey, along with some mashed potatoes, I'm uh, pretty sure that's what food in heaven tastes like. 
Uh, and number six, I just mentioned stuffing. Number six is stuffing. Uh, it's kind of the odd man out when it comes to Thanksgiving classics. Uh, but any food that you cook inside another food um, has is going to pique my interest. And uh, it's a great combo with any of the foods listed above except maybe cranberries or pumpkin pie. Eh, maybe it's good with pumpkin pie. The jury's out on that. Uh, number seven is ham. Uh, for those who don't like her like turkey, they choose ham, and for those who do like turkey, well, they'll probably also choose ham in addition to their turkey. Uh, there's something about a nice roasted ham that makes uh, the mouth water just a little bit. You a fan of ham, Marcus? Uh, I am. My mom cooks it for Thanksgiving. She makes turkey and uh, ham. We do a and, turkey uh, and a ham as well. She uh, put some pineapples on that bad boy. They Ooh, are delicious. Yeah. See, I'm not a big pineapple fan, but like pineapple cooked with ham... That that, oh, makes, that makes it that makes a great ham. Uh, my own is really a job. I always I, so I'm always thanks. I like Thanksgiving more than Christmas because it's just free. It's just a smorgasbord of food. Oh yeah. Uh, number eight, I have sweet potatoes. And uh, full disclosure, I do not like sweet potatoes, but I know that some people do, and it is a holiday staple. And uh, also, any veggie no. that you cook with marshmallows on top of it at, at least earns my respect. Go go man. Body looking back again. <laughs> uh, corn. Corn is corn. You melt some butter, add some salt and pepper, and you're good to go. Enough said. Corn number nine. Straight out of Bakersfield. <laughs> touch Hitch is blind. There's a lot of food-related songs out there. What do you want from there me, There is. Man? I know. Uh, and number 10, uh, rounding out the list, so we actually got a top 10, or a power ranking of 10 this time instead of a 5, like it can be at times. Uh, dinner rolls. Um, am I the only one that forgets that this is part of the meal? By the time you get everything on your plate, there is not really enough room for the damn roll, and it gets the number 10 spot, but because uh, you can use it to mop up your plate. So getting that last little bit of stuffing and gravy off your plate, use the dinner roll to squeegee it all off there, and... You're good to go. Last, last on your list, but first in our hearts. Exactly. The dinner roll. So those are my Thanksgiving food power rankings. Thoughts on those, Marcus? You always got to have turkey as number one. It's your biggest fuck up. Like, anyone will admit it. You got to have turkey as number one. It's the whole day. It's called Turkey Day, for the love of God. I, I Big just... mistake on that one. Dropped the ball on that. Yeah. Butchered, butchered the holiday. Not unlike the pilgrims, butchered the Native Americans. <laughs> uh, you got to have turkey as number one always. Okay. Uh, it, to me, the dinner roll should have been higher up, especially if you got sweet Hawaiian rolls. Okay. Because uh, that's potentially one of the greatest foods of all time. You can eat. You can just literally eat sweet Hawaiian rolls anywhere. They're amazing. I like the jalapeno ones. Oh, I've never had the jalapeno ones because I don't care for it, but uh, I imagine it's probably still pretty good. They're very good. Um, the butter ones are really good, especially if you uh, put them bad boys in the microwave. Yeah. Oh, it's just good. It's just a great food in general. All right. Uh, what do you say we move on to our picks and we get Evan on here? We can. Let's do that. And we welcome on our good friend Evan, who is now three and three. In his football picks, Evan, how's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good. I feel good, I think, because three and three is good, right? Five hundred, can't complain. So am I. Still waiting for this one to stop aiding. Can't pick a <laughs> third. 
Thursday night game two. Uh, ah, yeah, my Evan. Life. So you are <laughs> you are three and three. However, uh, you are beating me and Marcus in our Thursday night football picks specifically. I've gotten one right this year. <laughs> <laughs> Four and zero in our pickups, and I can't pick a Thursday night fucking game to save my life. So uh, actually, actually, scratch that. You're tied with me on Thursday night picks. You're beating Marcus on Thursday night picks. Right. Okay. Because um, of the fucking Giants. Yep, the Giants have screwed uh, Marcus over, and uh, you also you picked uh, the Washington versus Detroit game last week. All of us picked Washington, and uh, all of us were wrong because Detroit ended up winning on a last second field goal. They did, but you know what? It's okay. Uh, Evan, so this week, Thursday night, we have the Arizona Cardinals against the Seattle Seahawks. Who do you got? Battle of the Birds. Yeah, I can't pick between two birds. If it would help you out, Evan, one team wears red and the other team wears blue. That would help me out, actually, because, let's see, blue is technically hotter than red. So that means that that team that wears blue would be hot, and being hot means you're doing well. Yes. So that's how I'm going to choose. Seattle. Uh, He's going to go with Seattle? All right, here we go. All right, Marcus, who do you got? Of NFC, uh, it would be wise to pick with Evan. However, I do need to make up some games on him right now. And I think this is one where I can, so I'm going to go with the uh, Cardinals. I am also going with the Cardinals in order to potentially get a leg up on Evan. Either he gets a leg up on us or we get a leg up on him. That's how it's going to work. The times where he picks some of these games, like when he picked the Colts, I don't want to say it out loud, it's like, it's fucking. Colts are going to be shit against it. And they come out and crush the team. I know. And I'm like, that motherfucker. I told you guys, horses are fast. You know what? We should have listened horses to you. I should have, you know, I should have. And I should have listened this week, but I need to make up yeah. fucking games on uh, it. Where's, where's all your guys' statistics now? I have another. <laughs> the goddamn man who knows nothing about football has picked more games correct than I have one more tank bowl game for you to pick this week. And that is the New York Football Jets against the Chargers of Los Angeles. Is foot is that their name, the Football Jets? No, it's just the okay. Jets. Uh, just okay. the Jets. We, we like, like to say, say the Football, football Jets because they say because when for the Giants, the other New York team, they call them the New York Football Giants because the Giants baseball team used to be in New York as well. Right. Okay. Uh, so now we call them the New York Football Jets. Would you guys say there's too many teams in New York? Uh, there's only technically one team that plays in the official state of New York. Oh, there is. Okay, okay. They, the, both the Jets and the Giants actually play in New Jersey. That's the Buffalo Bill Orions. Yes. Okay. okay, so we got on a tangent. I repeat my choices to me again. The Jets versus the Chargers. Jets or the Chargers? <laughs> well, a Charger is a car, I think. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, and it's a fast <laughs> car, but a jet is way faster than a car. Yes, and yes, it's got it guns. Is. So yes. the Jets are yes, probably going to win. Yep. You're going with uh, the Jets? Yeah, they're going to strafe him. Marcus, who are you picking in that game? 
I was I don't know because because the magic of Evan, if he gets the Jets the first win of the year, I I gotta eat. I'm gonna go with the Jets as well. I'm gonna stick with Evan on this one. I All think right. the Jets are gonna get their first win of the year. I'm going with the Chargers here. And then I think they're gonna get their football hangover, and the Dolphins are gonna beat them the next week. But <laughs> all right, well, we'll see what, what happens. Uh, what Evan was my Dolphins pick? Was my Dolphins pick Dolphins wrong? Pick Your Dolphins wrong. pick was wrong. wrong. <laughs> Your Dolphins pick was wrong. I didn't bring well, it up because it was I, an official tell, pick. Did I not tell you that I was gonna be picking the loser? I thought I said that. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Chance to redemption. Here we go. Dolphins oh, play good. this week as well. We play. We play the Denver Broncos. Okay, a third. Pick what is your? Uh, what is your? If you had to, if I put a gun to your head and said you got to pick one unofficially, this will not affect your results, your stats. But if you had to pick one unofficially, versus Broncos versus the Denver Broncos, they wear orange and blue. We wear orange where, and teal. <laughs> significant difference. Uh, where are they playing? Uh, that is in Mile High Stadium. We are playing in Donkeys territory, so we are playing in Colorado. Oh jeez! Oh, okay. Nah. Uh, uh, However, that's what I like to hear. I wasn't sure because it sounds like they're it's that's a fish out of water. Like Colorado's pretty far away, but what the heck? Maybe they'll make it. All right. Maybe they, they, they breathe air. They do. All right. So Evan, your picks for this coming week: you got Seattle on Thursday night and the New York Football Jets on Sunday. I got good. I got faith. J E T yeah Evan if you break if, if can we officially say if the Jets win that game it is all because Evan uh yeah we'll we'll, well, we'll, we'll give him know, credit for it we'll give him credit for there's it there's a scientific saying you know something 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 when Evan makes a pick something something always right I don't know yeah yeah Evan's law I'm pretty sure there's something about it yeah 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 there's something in there about it oh all right God. thanks Evan I'm going to rip right. my hair out. <laughs>
Uh, Teddy's going against a shitty defense. But Detroit. Oh, man, it's a tough one. Um, Give me the Leons. I got faith in them. They let me down multiple times this year. They let me down once more. All right, I have Carolina here. Pittsburgh versus Jacksonville. I have Pittsburgh going. Oh, Pittsburgh hands down. Of course, I, I would love to see Jacksonville being the team that gets the one. Yeah. Loss on the air against them. And it probably will happen, but. Tennessee versus no, no. Baltimore. Uh, ooh. I'm going to go Baltimore on this one. All right, I got Tennessee going. New England versus Houston. I have Houston. I'm going to go with... Man, what am I going to do? I'm going to go with New England on this one. All right. Never count out Billy Buttcheeks, Belichick. Miami versus Denver. Miami, hands down. Not even a shadow of a doubt. I also have Miami going, and Evan... Uh, gun to his head, picked Miami as well. Miami. Green Bay versus Indianapolis. This is one I had. I was this is one I was talking to the roommate about yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I had a heartfelt discussion, and I said I think with the rest of Green Bay schedule they have, which is basically a cakewalk, like the Blinds Nuns Church of the Cav- uh, Blinds Nuns Church of the Nazareth could probably win four games out of this. I'm still gonna give the Packers on this one. Okay. I don't think the Colts' defense give me enough, because um, I th- it's also one of the things too. Is it's like because they almost lost the Jaguars, so people have been ragging them on the Packers, so they got to come back and show what's up. So they'll beat the Colts, they'll beat the Bears, they'll beat the Eagles. Beat I the I actually have Indianapolis here. You got Indy in this one. Oof. Yep. Remember, and it's and it's not. Uh, you know remember what? what time you picked against the Packers, Casey? And and part of me is picking against them for that reason. I'm hoping that the curse remains true. If I pick them to lose, they would happen to win. Uh, Indianapolis, is a th- I think, like I said earlier on, I think they are a lot better than they look. Um, they proved that this last Thursday by beating Tennessee pretty handily. They got a pretty tough defense, a very physical defense. It's going to be the toughest test for the Packers this year by far. So I think that uh, Indianapolis does pull it off, but it is a good uh, look for the Packers to get a look at a team that uh, plays the way that Indianapolis does. I, I can't wait for Week 16 to see the Packers versus Titans. I want to see what Derrick Henry can do against that defense. I wonder if he like circled that game. Oh my God, that's just going to be a it. It's going to be brutal. Not looking forward to that one either. Uh. Moving on, last two Sunday night Sunday games, uh, Dallas versus Minnesota. How is this? A, how is this an afternoon game? I have no idea how this one got it a three o'clock slot. Part of the slot. twelve o'clock slate. Yeah, I have no idea how this how one got a three o'clock slot. How do you know the Titans Ravens at noon, but you got the Cowboys Vikings? I don't know. Because then they do turn around. They get an afternoon game. And they turn around. They're gonna get a fucking Thursday night game. Well, because it's uh, it's Dallas. That's that. why they get. Tradition. That's why Tradition they get the Thanksgiving, but for fuck's sake, dude. Yeah. God, I hate this. This is a garbage bowl right now. Give me the fucking Vikings. You're gonna win the game. All right. About I got Dallas. Uh, Sunday night game. Good, very good Sunday night game. We've had a couple, uh, two good Sunday night games in a row now. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Las Vegas Raiders. 
the Raiders upset the Chiefs uh, earlier this year, and the Chiefs and are Chiefs not happy. Out. The Chiefs are not happy about that. No, and I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win this one simply because a lot of Raiders are still on. Or just hit the COVID again. Yep. So they're not going to have any people on there. Maybe the Raiders are doing it on purpose, putting all these like people on COVID lists and stuff, <clears throat> keeping their team healthy. Who knows? Yep. Uh, and then the Monday night game, the L.A. Rams against Tampa Bay. Bucks. Got the Bucks hand down. All right. I got the Rams. Gee, we have a lot of different games this a week. A lot of different games this week. I got to catch up. We can't, we can't leave it down to just a couple every week. We got to make it, we gotta make things happen you wanna, here. You want to pick the Broncos, though? I'm not going to pick the Broncos, no. <laughs> Even though it is, it is being played in Mile High, um, and maybe if there's fans in the stands. What are you talking about? What difference does that make? It's a, cha- it's a drastic change in altitude compared to playing in Miami. Oh, okay. So let's see here. Jason Saunders has proved to be able to hit it at 57 now and increase his range to 60 yards. By the way, he's only missed one field goal in the year for the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> Drew Locke's never throwing interceptions in fucking Colorado or what? I, I will, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm picking Miami, but I hesitated for a second. We'll see. I, I don't, I wouldn't have, I won't miss a wink of sleep on this. Now watch Miami goes because I, I have too much faith and they don't want me to be too happy. <laughs> we'll see. Let's what go, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is our football picks for week 11. Um, How many different games do we have? We have one. Uh, let me count. One, two, two three, three four, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight different games. So. Oof, this would be a toughie. It's it a could be a one. pretty lopsided score this coming week. It could be. Could be. All right, so we move on to our debate question of the week. Marcus, what's our debate question this week? Oh, it's one that I always hold near and dear, one that I love so much to talk about. Uh, who's the better conference, AFC or NFC? Uh, are we talking overall, all time, or right now? We will go, because I hate the all-time argument, because the sure. NFC and AFC wasn't a thing before 1966. Sure, okay. Or even before, what was it, 69 is when they, it was 70 when they merged them? I have no idea. I'm trying to remember when the merger was, the AFL NFL merger. I think 70. Wasn't it 70? That's when because I think 69 about... was Tuesday, Because that was when the Chiefs won, so. Or was it, or did they merge in 66? Oh, no, 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 no. it was said, yeah, 19, okay, so they merged in 66 when they became, like, one league together, and then they officially merged, like, with both names in 1970. There you go. So, we'll just go, we'll say in recent history, we'll go the last couple of years. Because if, it's be difficult, because if we go since 66, um, early on, Packers and the Cowboys ruled it, and in the 70s, the Dolphins and the <clears throat> Steelers owned it. 90s was Cowboys, and or the 80s was a little bit back and forth in between. Yeah, Niners, um, 49ers, Cowboys. Niners, Niners and Cowboys. Uh, 90s is more than Cowboys. But a couple yeah. of theirs. Um, and then the last 20 years has just pretty much been one team. Right. So it's we'll just go with the last couple of years who's been the better conference. 
Uh, last couple of years, that's probably pretty easy to say. It's been the AFC. Um, the one thing that I will say the NFC is better is like changeover. Like nobody's nobody's gonna hold on to that top spot in the NFC, or nobody has at least in the past few years. Is there's never been one clear cut team above the rest in the NFC where the AFC is pretty easy to see which teams are the best. You know, last twenty years, Patriots, they were just the best. Um, and then recent, you know, the Chiefs are pretty much decidedly the best team in the conference until somebody's able to dethrone them, where in the NFC, it's pretty wide open. It's, at least in the last couple of years, it's been pretty wide open every single year. Like going in, like last year, going into that, nobody expected the 49ers to be the best team in the conference. Not at all. And, um, so the NFC has always been a little bit more wide open in that sense. But I think if you look at who the best players are in the league, you know, Patrick Mahomes, best player in the league, AFC team, last few Super Bowl winners, you know, between the Patriots and the Chiefs. I think, you know, yeah, you know sprink, sprinkle Eagles. in the sprinkle in the Eagles, sprinkle in the um, Seattle Seahawks, and then I think, you know, the Broncos and the Patriots and those guys, are, and Baltimore, if you go back a little bit further, uh, a, lot, a lot more AFC championship teams than NFC championship teams. Yeah, in recent history. Like I said, like, that's what I didn't want to do, like, break it off into years, because it's like, usually it's like one powerhouse team proving who's better than the other. Right, yeah. And, um, and you know, the, the AFC, the, the thing that I, I like there is it seems those the divisions seem to, at least a couple of their divisions, seem to play each other a lot harder than divisions in the NFC. And the NFC, or the AFC has never had the just absolute dog crap division like the NFC seems to spit out once every five years there's a division that just can't seem to put out a good team this year we got the NFC East in the past it's been the NFC West you know the NFC North is pretty much usually just one team out of between the Packers Bears or Vikings are the team that's going in no, not really much competition from the other teams there in whatever season that is um, where the AFC things seem to be a little bit tighter um, as you get down the stretch um, you know the, the AFC East up until recently was pretty much always decided at the beginning of the year but you know the AFC West always has some competition um you know the Chiefs weren't good until recently they were a pretty brutal team and that division wasn't always as decided as it is now um the AFC South is pretty much constantly back and forth between at least three of the teams you know the Jaguars kind of have sucked but I think they actually won their they won the division a couple of years ago too so yeah, that was with um, the uh, Blake Bortles experiment. Not yeah, really experiment. So, they, so they they seem to have some, you know, they they play each other a lot more competitively than some of the NFC conferences do. Um, specifically, you know, the NFC North never seems to be able to spit out more than one good team. Um, and right now, the NFC East is just the joke of the NFL because that team's definitely going to have a losing conference. And I'm standing by my bet that we made earlier of the winning team of that conference has under six and a half wins yeah definitely i i think someone will get set it has to come down to it because they all got to play each other some more time <laughs> someone's got to I, I i don't know man like even if like right now if they just if one team just plays each other and gets three or, and sweeps the rest of their games and they get three more wins they get to six wins, but then they lose to everybody else. Which chances are that's probably going to happen? 
you know. So uh, right now, I would say the AFC is the best division in football because you got the two best teams in football, and that's the Chiefs and the Steelers. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I and just that's, that that's going to be really fun to watch come playoff time. If you're if you're cutting out the NFC East, cut just cutting out a whole division, just a whole ass division. Yeah. That out. I mean the the NFC the NFC West is def. I would I would argue that the NFC West is probably the toughest division in football. Um. But the that division can't make up for the NFC East being the absolute worst division of football. The NFC North, you know, <laughs> probably only going to have one team out of the NFC North in the playoffs. Um, the NFC South is, you know, you got two teams that are competitive. So, uh, the, and the NFC, the NFC West, I mean, all. All, I mean, the 49ers got hit by the injury bug, but if the 49ers don't get hit by the injury bug, that's the best division in football by far, and all four of those teams each have a legit case to try and make the playoffs and not, if not make a deep playoff run. Um, and the AFC, you know, the I'm, AFC but... East is a little bit more competitive this year than it has been in the past. You know, the Bills and the uh, Dolphins are definitely going to be competing down the stretch here. I don't think the Patriots are going to be in there. I just don't have a ton of faith in them. Um, I never count out Billy Butt-Cheeks. Yeah, I know. but We did last year. When Tom, when Tom started showing signs of being weak, I thought to myself, I said, this might open up the division. I was wrong. The Titans, however, kind of proved me a bit. About it, but. Yeah. Um, you know, the AFC South this year is, I mean, the Jacksonville and Houston suck, but between... Tennessee and Indianapolis, that's going to be a pretty fun race to watch. I would I would still too. argue the best division, I think, is the, is the AFC North. Yeah, uh, with, you got the Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Um, I still... Browns the, have the same record as all three of the teams in the NFC East, or in the NFC West. Yeah. But that's the, still 6-3. Right, but the Browns haven't quite proven that they can beat a good team. I, me, I would argue. But, I don't... I would argue that I don't think the Cardinals and the Rams can prove they can beat a good team. They can beat up on other trash-ass NFC teams, but uh, can the, beat the Dolphins. Right, the Cardinals beat um, Buffalo, what, and they beat the Seahawks. So yeah, so they didn't beat the Dolphins. Sure, but the Dolphins are a good team, so they, you know, they're not going. They're proven that they can beat some good teams. They don't like the um, Cleveland hasn't. You know, anybody that they've played that's remotely good this year, they've, you know, they got stomped by Pittsburgh. And um, I don't even know who else in there. I think I, I don't know how they did against Baltimore. I'm pretty sure Baltimore beat them, but um, so we'll see. I still, yeah, it's the AFCs. I think it's going to be them for a few years to come for being the best conference in football. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I, I think while, the, kinda... the, this year the Super Bowl winner, I think, comes out of the AFC. I mean, I'm never going to doubt the NFC. I thought so, too, when like, the Eagles were up there with Nick Foles, and I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, here we go, a sacrificial lamb. Both yeah. times with Eli Manning, I doubted him, and he proved me wrong. Yeah. And, which I think is funny, the a, I, we joke about how shitty the NFC East is right now, but they are, if we're going by the standards, the most successful uh, division there is with the most Super Bowl wins. That's true. Yeah, they're they're just trash yeah. this year, and I think I think the Cowboys are, prob you know you probably have a team with a winning record in the Cowboys if Dak doesn't get hurt. 
I think they do eventually figure it out within themselves yeah. there, but they kind of got screwed a little bit with the injury thing. Um, you know, that's football, baby. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I don't, I don't hear you complaining about the Packers playing against Jake Lutton. Hey, man, that's just football, baby. Yeah, no, it 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 is what it is. I'm, I, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like the the NFC East, the, when we when we talk injuries and you know how the 49ers are kind of out of it, I think the Cowboys kind of fall on that same boat a little bit. You know, they got one foot in the boat, one foot on the dock there. I, uh, I'm just going to say if Tua, if the worst happens with Tua, it won't because the man is basically Christ reborn. But if the worst happens with Tua, we still got the fitception. We got the Maybe best backup so quarterback in football. Yeah, one could, you probably would be able to make that case. I don't even know who else would be able to say that they have a, be able to make an argument towards that. Uh, the Packers, they potentially could have a really good uh, backup quarterback, but he's never listed as active. Well, Tim, Timmy Boyle, Timmy B is our is our backup right now. Oh, jeez. Why would you draft the guy in the first round if he's not even your fucking backup? I, I don't want to get I don't want to get into it today. <laughs> good God. All right, we're done. AFC wins like they always do. <laughs> we'll see come February. Uh, we'll, we'll know come February. We already know. All right. It's pretty, we both know it's pretty much going to be the Chiefs this year. Yeah. Unless the Raiders surprise. Or unless the, not the Raiders, sorry. Pittsburgh. The uh, Steelers surprise. Yeah. Uh, that is our show for the week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we will be back live in studio in front of a studio audience next week. Unless Casey does actually have the coronavirus, then it's going to be two weeks of this. Uh, Get ready for the worst, be. ladies and germs. It could be. We'll see. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>